0: Welcome to Rooftop Church. This podcast is part of our Sunday Sermon Series, where each week we dive into the Word of God and the powerful message of Christ. Turn your Bibles to the book of Psalms 59, 16, and 17. Psalm 59, verses 16 and Seventeen. Are you there yet? How many guys uh carry your own Bibles to church? I know this is we're in a we're living in a different era now, so I want to be mindful. How many guys have physical Bibles that you carry with you every Sunday? Okay, one, just one. Two? Uh I don't see one, Sasha. Oh, your wife has it, always wife. Good answer the rest of you guys, you guys are just working off your phones. I don't care if you have a Bible or phone. Open your, uh, if you don't have it, just resort to the screen. And let's read together. Psalm 59, 16, and 17. But as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. For you have been my stronghold and the refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you. For God is my stronghold, the God who shows me loving kindness. Amen. Church, would you bow your heads with me in prayer before we begin? God, we thank you so much for bringing all of us to your house. We gather in expectation, God, to receive from you, God. We also gather uh, as we want to celebrate, God, as we want to acknowledge your faithfulness, God. God, on this special Thanksgiving Sunday afternoon, God, God, may we have the faith, may we have the strength to see the favor that you have bestowed upon each and every one of our lives, God. And today, you receive all the glory, God, for those that are still in places of struggle and searching for your helping hand, waiting for your reply, God. God, I pray today be the day, God, they are reminded of your loving and intimate presence, Lord. God, so we uh, Concede this time onto you come in our midst do everything in us so that in turn we may do everything through you give us ears to hear and hearts to receive all that you are to convey to us this afternoon in jesus name we pray amen this morning as we start this message sunday uh, sunday message i want to share a song with you a very important song for me song that has inspired me, that has motivated me. Also a song that gets me through the tough times when I do in turn uh, uh, encounter these circumstances. So a very meaningful song. I thought I would uh, share it with you guys. I'm going to spend a few seconds listening to the song. If you know it, if you feel the beat, uh, sing along with it, bob your head. Let me know that you're acknowledging this song, all right? So let's go. DJ, drop the beat. No. There we go. Come on. Start it. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Come on. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom. Hey, you have the freedom to dance if you feel the beat. Alexis, Alexis, Alexis got dancing feet right now. Let's go. Listen to the lyrics, guys. Come on, pump it up. Come on, okay? There we go. I was trying to get it on my own. Working down all night, traffic on the way home. And my uncle calling me like, wait, hey. I gave you the keys so you bring it right back. I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, have a million for a show, and we started from the bottom now. We started from the bottom now, my whole team. Here, started from the bottom now. we Tell me if this is in your jam. Started from the bottom now, our whole team. Here, started, started from the bottom now. We here, started from the bottom. All right, all right. Team, I don't know, I'm a little disappointed, but I did try. You guys know this song? No? Really? We have too many good Christians in here, (laughs) never listening to non-Christian music. Hey, your pastor listens to rap all the time, okay? Don't judge me. Anyways, uh, who wrote this song? Huh? You guys really don't know this song, huh? Drake, you guys know Drake? You guys need to go out of your house. You guys need to get on Spotify and listen to rap, all right? Go home. You guys really need to go and listen to some good music out there. Well, Drake is the artist here. Um, let me explain the background of this song, okay? Drake himself didn't even start at the bottom per se. Uh, some of you guys know, I think at a certain point, he received some criticism from other rappers. Uh, those that have gone through and earned the merits and earned the rights to talk about how tough life was. So there was a season where Drake got a lot of flack for, well, you didn't have it that bad, so you don't really deserve to sing about a hard life. Well, Drake had a response. He actually uh, would go on to tell his uh, life story where he grew up in a household where his father was in and out of the house because he was involved in uh, trouble with the law. He was in and out of jail. So he was uh, uh, growing up in a house where there was no other male figures. And his mom was extremely, extremely sick. And his grandmother also lived with him in the house. So from early on, he had to live with the stress and the burden of having care for his family. So he wrote this song in response to other rappers talking about and singing about their difficulty in their childhood. So Drake wrote this song. So I don't know about you, um, in fact, I try really, really hard to memorize the words to this song. I get to the first line, and I'm done. Half the time, I don't even know. But that catchphrase started from the bottom. I mean, it's for some reason, I resonate with that lyric. For some, some, somehow, somewhere along the line, I get flashbacks of my life. And immediately, I think about the times in my life where when I look back, whether it be when I was a little kid, or when I was a teenager, even, or even through my college years, when I think about those days, man, there were some seasons and times in my life, life was really, really difficult. And perhaps some of you guys are able to relate with me, or relate with Drake himself. When you're able to take a video, uh, a video footage of your life, Look at particular moments and seasons of your life. We look back at that time and we've been thinking, man, life was certainly not easy during these times. There was a time and place where I had to work really, really hard to gain what was needed for me. And, to, uh, and also happiness, satisfaction, joy were at a premium where you at times felt like, man, It is never going to change. I will never have a a sunny day in my life. There's always uh, 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 shadowing clouds over you. And you are always worried about what bad would happen next in your life. But fast forward many years and many seasons. I think at least for me, all those times that I thought I couldn't make it out of those bad seasons. When I look back, man times are different i am in a better place i'm not saying the life that i have now is perfect i'm not saying my current life is void of troubles or worries or problems but when i'm looking back in hindsight i know that my life is designed partly because mostly because my faith in god my life is designed in such that the hope of the future What's to be expected in the seasons to come will always be greater when in comparison to what I have gone through in the days of my past. Are you with me so far? See, this looking back, reminiscing is important because reflection of our past affects our attitude towards the future that is to come. And this overcoming business, this getting through, this Drake mindset, by the way, that's not only for poor people. It's for anybody. Our prayer and our hope is that, in hindsight, we would have the courage to look, uh, look forward to facing in the days that is to come. And not losing sight of the future and the hope. And this is quite biblical as well. Seeing God in the midst of our trials, seeing God in the midst of hardships, even though that it doesn't quite make sense right now. But based on what God has uh, uh, redeemed himself to be true in our past, we're able to not only endure of our present difficulties, but we can also have the aspirations to be joyful and to celebrate on the days to come. So today... I want to focus on, now now we're moving on from the song, Drake, okay? Now we want to focus on, what does the Bible say about troubles? What does the Bible say about how we are to have, what kind of attitude that you and I are to have going, looking towards the future? So, let's look at the uh, main passage today. Psalm 59, verses 16 and 17. Read with me, but as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. The first word, but. This word suggests that there are events and circumstances that would lead, to the, lead the psalmist to act otherwise. Meaning, we don't really know what is being said, but that one word, but, suggests to us that the writer of this psalm is in a situation that calls for actions that is contrast to singing, rejoicing, or being joyful, or being happy, right? Meaning, we can guess that the content of the psalm uh, prior to verse 16 convey the sentiments opposite of joy, singing, and holding fast to faith. So, let's look at some of the summar, uh, summarizing facts in the uh, verses subsequent to what is happening in our main text. Verse 1 it says, The psalmist is in the presence of enemies. So he's surrounded, his life is filled with people that are opposing him. Verse 2 tells us that there are those that do iniquity, meaning people that are immoral, people who make evil their lifestyle, people who are div- uh, deeply involved in committing crimes. And it says, He's surrounded by men of bloodshed. I don't even imagine what that's like. I'm thinking murderers, people that are dangerous, people are used to being physical, getting into physical altercations. And in verse 3, it says, There are those that have set an ambush. How many guys know? How many guys ever encounter people that have been ambushed to attack you? That's pretty scary, isn't it? The thing about ambush is that you can never see them, you don't know where they are. You don't know where they're striking, but only thing you know is that there are people that are hiding their job and their intent is to harm you. So the writer of this particular psalm is talking about the dangerous people all around them. And they're fierce men who launch an attack against. And to the point where God, he's telling God, he's saying, God, arouse yourself to help me. God, you see the trouble that I'm facing God, you see all of these hardships in my life right now. God, I want you to arouse yourself to anger. God, perhaps it doesn't seem too urgent for you. But my prayer for you is that God, arouse yourself to anger. Arouse yourself to justice. And come to my help. And come quickly. There are enemies running around. Verse six tells us they're howling like dogs at night, and they have swords in their lips. Not only is this writer of this psalm in dangers, uh, uh, being his life is being in danger, but he's also facing enemies who are verbally attacking them. You know, in a modern day, you and I, I don't foresee us any of us having enemies. Uh, who, who we have to worry about having our lives taken away. That's a, quite a, a scary thought. We don't have enemies so that they were like wanting to kill us. But I think there are more people that we can relate to that. There are those around us that are always looking to hurt us with their words. People that have swords in their lips. People who slander us. People who verbally attack us people who not physically harming us but emotionally psychologically spiritually there are those that we receive a lot of pain and hurt from so based on these descriptions do you think the psalmist is really in a good place right now do you want to be living this guy's life right now based on these descriptions their enemies people are hurting him There are murders all around. People are slandering him. So, what do you think is a natural response to these circumstances? And this is a psalmist's response in his current troubles. And he says, I will watch for you. I know that my God will meet me. God, you are my shield. God, I know that you will destroy them in wrath, that they may be no more. And God, they return at evening, they howl like a dog, and go around the city. They wander about for food and growl if they are not satisfied. There is a sentiment. And then we come to our main verses for today. And this is just a beautiful response, a response full of faith and courage and hope. And it says, But as for me, but... In spite of the surrounding circumstances. But I shall sing of your strength. I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. For you have been my stronghold and the refuge in the day of my distress. See, he counters what should be the expected, the normal, appropriate response. Which is to grumble. Which is to become hopeless. Hopeless. Which is to be uh, shrinking away in fear. But the language suggests. The circumstances have not yet changed. He's right in the middle of them. His troubles are still ongoing. That have not yet stopped. His troubles have not ended. But look what he's saying. He said, but as for me, I will sing. I will rejoice. And check out what is being said here. For you have been my stronghold. For you have been my stronghold. You know what the psalmist is doing right here? Check out the gram, uh, gr- uh, grammatical structure right there. For you have been my stronghold. Do we have the next verse here? For you have been my stronghold. That phrase right there is a, is a present perfect continuous. This means you look at the past. You look at the present, and better, based on what, how things are in the past, and based on how things are in the present right now, it's been the same in the past, it's, it's the same right now in the present, and based on these two conditions, past and the present, I'm able to safely project on the current circumstance, I'm able to project onto the future, Because you have been so faithful for me in the past, because you've been so faithful for me in the present, God, I can rejoice even in the midst of my troubles. Are you with me here? We safely assume that it's going to be the same in the future. Isn't that crazy? He's saying, God, I know that things aren't looking up. In fact, reason and logic tells me that I should worry. Everyone else around me telling me that I should be angry. That I should be panicking. But when I assess my life, when I see how things have been in the past, when I recognize the work that you have done in my life, through my life in the past and the present, God, when I look into the future, I have no reason why I should be in fear. I have no reason... Why you should be stressed out? Because God, up until now, you have proved yourself faithful to me. And your past and present faithfulness allows me to look to the future and rejoice with great, great confidence. There's a word in the Hebrew language that is quite important in the fabric of their identity and who they are as the people of God. This is a Hebrew word that refers to faithfulness. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, probably not many of you are able to read this word. So I'm going to pronounce it on, your, on our behalf. It is pronounced, Amen. Say it with me, Amen. Okay? This word means faithfulness. And this word is very important for the fabric of the entire nation of Israel. Because based on this condition, based on the faithfulness of God, they saw themselves being able to look into the future and stay confident. And not to live in fear because what God has done in them and through them in the entirety of of their past. And the scholars describe this word. It's like rowing. I'm not a rower, okay? So I'm not going to pretend to know what I know about rowing. Okay, when you row, what do you do? The scholars say that he, the Hebraic understanding of faithfulness or God's faithfulness is that it's just like rowing. When you're rowing where you want to go, you do not face where you want to go. In rowing where you want to go, you, f- you have your back facing the direction of where you want to go. And you move your arms, you swing your body, or you row, or you exert energy and strength. And the only measurement that you have altering the direction of where you want to go in the future is by basing on what you are seeing, what things are passing. How do I adjust myself if I'm going straight or not? You don't you still have your back towards what's ahead. you look at the formation of the trees, where you look at the water where the streams are, uh, are flowing. and based on what is passing behind us, and that is the only way we're able to muster up enough to face the future. And that's a Jewish understanding of this is a very concept. God's faithfulness compelled the Israelites to move forward. Are you with me so far? There are things in life, there are seasons in life. You and I, we don't have to try very hard to admit that life is not necessarily easy. There are challenges, there are difficulties. There are plenty of moments where you feel like, man, this is unfair. God, this is too much for me to handle. You look around, there's a saying, right? When it when it rains, it pours or something, right? You feel like, perhaps you feel like, man, it's always raining. In fact, some of us may confess, I have never ever seen sunlight. There's always clouds over me. I always have my umbrella up because it's just raining. You know what? I even give up. It's so tiring holding my umbrella up, you know. I'm just walking around getting drenched with nappy hair everywhere or no hair. You know, I'm always getting wet because it's always raining. The fact of the matter is, life is difficult. Life is not easy. But if there's anything that we know of God is that when we look back when we remember and you're reminded of how good God has been and you're strengthened, you're encouraged to move forth. And this allows us to endure through my current hardships because in due time, my time to rejoice will eventually come. You see, for us believers, this is a game changer. This is a huge advantage. Do you know what this kind of faith allows us to do? We can praise God before our breakthrough. We can sing because of His faithfulness, because we trust Him. If we understand that our present suffering is but momentary, that in due time, God will allow us to pass through this difficult season. We're able to thank God, not only for what He has done in the past, but for what, he, what we know that He will eventually do we can thank him even in our hardships we can rejoice even in our pain you know i've been christian now for more than 25 years of my life that's a long long time that's more than half barely over half actually a little more than half a lot more than half okay so i've been christian all my life but i can't necessarily say that i've had an easy life there's plenty of bumps. There are plenty of challenges that I have to encounter along the course of my life. And a lot of my troubles did come subsequent to my decision to surrender my life to follow Jesus. But I've had the pleasure of learning this concept of God's faithfulness in my life. I, that I would go through hardships. I would encounter difficulties. I would suffer through them. But eventually be delivered, or be let out by God's guidance, in the end of it, I'm able to rejoice. In the end of it, I'm able to celebrate and look into my future with great, great confidence. And on this Thanksgiving Sunday, I pray that you and I would have the courage and the faith to reflect upon what God has done in and through our lives up until now and find strength, find gratitude, and that would compel us to the future, even though we don't have a clue of what lies ahead. But based on what God has done to us up until now, we're able to find ourselves thanking God. We're able to celebrate. We're able to rejoice in every circumstances of life. And for me... There's one thing that reminds me of Thanksgiving. And every Thanksgiving, this picture embodies God's favor and God's faithfulness in my life. How many of you guys know what this is? Come on. Speak up, guys. It's okay to talk back. Panda Express. How many of you guys just got blessed right now looking at the picture? Your soul was refreshed, you felt the anointing and favor of God. When you look at this picture, this is not just Panda Express. I'm talking about two-item combo. Panda Express. No, no, no. I'm not just talking about two-item combo. I'm talking about the holy grail of Panda Express. Chow mein, beef, broccoli, and the only... You can replicate this anywhere. Often imitated, never replicated what? The orange chicken. If... Not if, when I go to heaven, I will make a strong case to God or whoever is in charge of the kitchen, say, you know what, brother? We need to find a way to have some orange chicken in heaven. Anyways. Scott, shut up and get on with the sermon, right? Well, this picture is very meaningful for me. Because this reminds me of bottom days when drake sings a song start from the bottom when i look at this picture this picture reminds me of the difficult season of my life and it goes all the way back when i was a college student in 1997 my family was struggling so much financially my, my sister had married and left the house. My brother was living in Korea at the time. Uh, my parents were without real jobs having just just having lost a business um, and, and i 'm here I am student at ucla um, living month to month i don 't have a job uh, barely getting by. We had six people in two bedroom apartment. My rent was one forty so you could imagine what kind of place I lived in. You could imagine uh, how well or how uh, poorly I did eat. We pitched in 60 bucks every month at the beginning of the month and we would go grocery shopping. And being wise fools that we are at the age of 19 or 20, we spend three days scarfing down all the foods that we will buy for the entire month. And we will go the rest of the month. Talk about poor money management or poor food management. We were the worst. And we just had no money. I mean, we were... I, I, just getting by literally day-to-day, week-to-week, and times were really, really tough. So for me, at the time, money was always tight. And Panda Express was a very special place. Because in the second floor of my student, uh, uh, student center, Ackerman Center, Panda Express, in its full glory, displayed its beauty. Black, red, and white. There was always a long line at Panda Express because students, though immature, we know fine food. We understand fine cuisine when we come across one. And Panda Express was the epitome of fine cuisine, fine Asian cuisine at that time. There was always a long line. I remember I would go and I would stay in line. I know exactly how much money I have in my pocket or how much money I didn't have. So I would always line up. And during the entire time where I spent at UCLA, I always bought just plain white rice and would ask for soy sauce and sriracha on the side. And that would cost me no more than $1.65. I would always see other students I don't know how they could afford it always asking for chow mein orange chicken and beef and broccoli or broccoli beef i don't even know how to say it. see it's not in me so i remember so i actually didn't have panda express until i graduated college it wasn't until much later years later that i felt you know what let's go back let's see what it tastes like and i when i finally bought it and had it, oh my gosh, I tasted heaven. I said, this is what it feels like. So, starting a few years ago, exactly 2014, I, drew, I would drive, and every Thanksgiving week, I would drive myself to Panda Express, stay in line. I don't have to think about it, I get all my free samples, but I always ask for chow mein, Broccoli beef and orange chicken. And that to me is a reminder, man, there were some tough seasons in my life. And I look back and I look at the life that I'm living. I no longer have to worry about whether I'm going to eat or not. Let me tell you what what else I did. Back in the days, McDonald's used to have a day, daily deals every single day sunday night was 39 cents cheeseburger monday was 99 cents big mac tuesday was 99 cents chicken mcnuggets wednesday was 29 cents hamburger 29 cents you buy four of those for less than two bucks you can have two big macs you kidding me thursday you skip a thursday because that's that's their way of westing friday comes guess what's for 99 cents come on come on irene preach I'm not judging you. I just, you just look like you've been there before. <laughs> Friday, filet fish was there. I, was filet fish there for you or not? I preached this a couple of weeks ago. Talk about Popeyes. McDonald's just takes care of you, okay? So tough. And I'm in a place. God has blessed me with a beautiful job, beautiful family. I don't live worrying about whether I'm going to eat or not. But it's always helpful for me to be reminded. Seasons where I thought I probably would not make out of this. I have no clue whether I'm going to be making out of this season or not. It's so tough, so difficult, so challenging. I have zero confidence. Fast forward many, many years. Guess what? There are many, many events in my life where I thought there was no guarantees. There is no way on earth that I'm going to make out of this. Now there are too many. When I look back, it feels silly for me that I spend that much energy worrying about. I spend that much time crying over the troubles that I was facing. Because now I'm older, a little bit wiser, and I look at my life. You know what? I never asked for life free of troubles. I say, God, I know I expect the rain. I expect the troubles in my life. I expect hardships. God, I embrace them. You know why? Because at every turn, I know that you will be fully present with me. The strength that you have given me, the provisions that you have made for me over and over in my life, God, your faithfulness compels me to look towards the future with great confidence and full assurance. Amen. That's a good place to say amen. Amen, church. Amen. Not amen. Amen, church. talk about it. My family went through bankruptcy. My family was ripped apart. I went through a couple breakups. What? You guys thought Esther was my only... Come on. I thought, I still remember the first breakup. I was like 22. I was like, you know what? I'm still young. There's no way I'm going to come out of this. There's so many things and events in my life where I thought I knew that. I was certain that I would not make, uh, be able to come out. Feeling lonely. I spent the first year in missions all the way in Afghanistan whether I'm going to get out of this depression. While people were praying for me to evangelize to this dark, dark nation, I was worried about, God, am I going to get married? And I literally had legit fear that what if I die as a single person? Guess what? There those legit fears. Guess what? God led me out of that season. And so many uncertainties in the future. Isn't it true, guys? I'll just do a recap of your life right now. I know that I bet you that you went through a season in life where you didn't think that you would make out okay. In many ways, you and I, along with Drake... We're entitled to sing that song. Started from the bottom. Started from the bottom. But now, we're here. I think, as people of God, I'm not getting paid to endorse that song, by the way. But I'm saying, I'm telling you something, church. As people of God, we ought to be able to sing in the similar fashion. When we look back, God, in comparison to where we had been in the past and where we are now and where we are going towards the future, we better sing with great confidence because God is a faithful, faithful God. The amen, the faithfulness of God compels us to move forward. The faithfulness of God compels us, motivates us, empowers us to sing even before the breakthrough. Ain't that powerful? That we have the ability to sing, praise, celebrate even before the breakthrough? Church, what is your Panda Express? What is your Chow Main and two item combo? What is the current storm of your life? What is the darkness that shadows over your life right now, right here? Is it financial difficulty? Is it the uncertainty of your job? Is it waiting for a child? Is there a family crisis? Is there contention in your current home? Is there indecision? Is there unclarity? Is there brokenness? Is there loneliness? Is there rejection? Is there anger? Is there resentment? Is there hopelessness in your life? Today, I just want to be able to point to you, to a God, a God who is faithful, a God who is true to his promises, a God who is so intimately present with you in and through your life, a God who will never, ever forsake you, a God who will never leave you. I want to point you to that God, God who is faithful, and when you understand that you have a God who cares for you in a way that you would never ever imagine, I bet you, you're able to recognize that there is hope. You're able to recognize that you can be strong. You're able to recognize that there's hope mustering up inside of you. And I pray that you would be able to praise God celebrate rejoice even before a breakthrough you're able to sing you're able to rejoice because you have this deep profound trust in him so on this sunday as we're wrapping up today's talk maybe this is a good time to invite the praising to come back up count your blessings count your blessings And the question that challenged me many, many years ago is a question that I would like to challenge each and every one of you today. What do you have today that God did not provide for you?